Hello, everybody. Welcome to GaCast. I am your host, Hydrowave99, and I'm joined here today with Flute Falpaca. How are you tonight? I'm good. Hello, everyone. Yep. So I've got four four little kittens running around, terrorizing the lands. Right. Spreading their seeds across the lands, and you know all that other. Uh, other, all the other crap that they're doing, like uh, crawling up my backs and clawing the shit out of it. Right. So yeah, I hear you. Anyway, yeah. So, as many of you can tell, um, we are missing someone again. I am sure you know he's looking up some things about Monica. But really, though. Yeah, that's the face he makes every time he sees Monica. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's the face of Monica excitement right there. We'll make that the PNG, one of his emotes on his chat. We have to advocate for that. Um, but, uh, yeah. Back to you, Steve. Yeah. So, yeah, today what we're going to do is we have a couple of topics here. I mean, obviously, I wanted to try some, you know, make the show even more personal and add more, you know, a little couple other changes of flow with the episode. Like, I want to give us more time to talk about, you know, just things that, you know, mean more to us, make it a little bit more, you know. A, a personal topic even not just asking like hey did you get any new games or technology i think that i i really want to make this a more personal show i'm sure i'll pack another i mean because we've been chatting about this idea for l about a week or so oh yeah um as the you know god cast you know it, it, i mean for me like I don't mind it because it just allows a little bit more of a personality, not just robotic tech news, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> like it allows a bit more. Um, I'd say it allows you to be able to engage with us a little bit better. Like you understand our daily lives and who we are in a sense, you know, it's not just like, um, it's not just like, Oh, Hey, we're, you know, a tech news and that's it. You get to understand us a little bit more and more like our, you know, what we'd like, I guess, in a sense, more like who we are than just a tech and, you know, tech and gaming news yeah. host, you know? Yeah. So Alpaca, this is something I did not mention to you when we were, you know, prior to this recording, but I want to give your, I want, I'm thinking what we might do is that in the future, so not this episode, but I think the next episode, what we can do, we'll have our usual gaming news and tech news, all that stuff, but each, what we can do is that each person should be able to have the right to present one article that is not entirely with technology or gaming that really, you know, makes them excited. Okay. I don't know what you think of the idea, but I think that sounds like a nice, you know, makes it a bit even more of a personal show. Oh yeah, it it goes along with the lines of, you know, what I was just saying in a sense, because like you you we get to introduce you to stuff that when it comes to those with 
like an article of or something something news that is more deeply related to us than just oh yeah this is kind of interesting you know like uh this is i guess interesting it's more now it's more like oh this is quite interesting you know to us we're, we're more yeah it, it allows us to be engaged into it i guess you know but it would also allow you know more deeper meaning to i guess to like who we are i guess you know like what i'm trying to say is that if if we were just talking about news that was you know present but wasn't i guess personalized why would we even want to be connected to it you know why would i let's just say i was talking to you about the uh the chemicals in a soda drink or a monster energy drink <laughs> or talk to you about let's say you hate you know financial stuff or yeah. the stock market or something that you wouldn't want to hear about you know that's a you know nobody's interested in it you're just only slightly interested so it's like why there wouldn't be much engagement yeah. so i i do like it the idea of just having more to talk to talk about than just yeah you know yeah it was something that you know i was hoping that you know we keep the show more focused on technology and gaming but then it came about to make you know what as long as we that the primary focus is technology and gaming and you know when we did those you know i'm sure many of you would know the ep earlier episodes of the show we had more shit posty topics at the end if we kind of make that more of the personal article section rather than the shit post section i think that could go a long way to make the show a bit more relatable so if any of you are watching this and want to leave a comment just let us know and we'll try and make that possible mm -hmm. so yeah um but other than that, though, I mean, do you have anything else that's new with you? Like, did you get any other? Because I, I am going to ask this again, but were you able to get any hands on new games? Or have you played anything recently that you thought was, you know, that made you feel like this was exciting and noteworthy of talking about? Um, Good question. So um, back to my personal stuff, um, just for a small second. Um, I got, I think I got a. Uh, maybe a pneumonia or something <laughs> mm, right. which is odd to talk about um for tech news but hey i'm taking i'm getting an antibiotic for it nice. uh also i got a canker sore which is annoying oh. me too when i'm talking uh but as far as uh tech stuff um what i've been doing besides suffering with a like dry cough all the damn time <laughs> um been playing uh red dead 2 again um, it is my, I believe, third time that I played through it. The second time around, I didn't finish it. Um, but Red Dead 2, definitely an amazing game. There's a lot of details in it that would blow your mind at first, but then you realize, you know, that's kind of what they're there for, for everyone to kind of discover and be like, yeah, this is a, this is a detail. You know, um, it's quite an intriguing story for me anyway because what 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 the whole story the the kind of moral in a sense about it is that you know um it's not like you know you, you play as a gang um 
that is on the run. It's during the you know the late Wild West where everything was kind of being more civilized and stuff. But they still cling to the old ways of kind of being outlaws. And uh, they kind of pay the price in the end, in a sense. Um, either getting locked up or eventually they do escape into a more ideal, civilized life. But the main moral is is that, you know, are some greedy like evil people that can do stuff through legal means are they as terrible as an outlaw right that is you know stealing and killing illegally while these people are illegally killing with paper with a pen and a paper than a gun and a, a knife you know and you know all that stuff right so that's so that's kind of the thing is like some some that's kind of relates a bit to the tech sort of stuff is that some people will abuse their power to um you know some people in tech will abuse their power kind of like i guess activision they're a well-known company they're popular and stuff thinking about that sort of stuff they abuse their power in their position to get away with their crimes and i wouldn't say they did it legally but people who think that they're all it you know because they're popular and they're a house brand you know yeah and i know that um, one of the topics we have listed is kind of tying in with that sort of idea of you know empowered like the feeling of you know you're abusing power i think one of the topics i'm going to bring up kind of ties in with that idea and you'll see what i mean when we get to it mm-hmm so Okay. Anyways, um, I think let's just start with the first new topic. Do you think we want to just get a go ahead and start with that? Mm-hmm. All right. So our first news topic for today is the fact that Netflix bought off Night School Studio, which was responsible for Oxenfree, and we can see the tweet over here. It says, "A small team of story-loving game people joined a big team of game-loving story people." Netflix. So, and this was obviously in the verge of, you know, when Netflix was trying to get into the gaming studio in a game space. And honestly, like seeing them acquire more studios like this is a sign that they are actually taking this pretty seriously. Oh, yeah. Certainly. Um, see, the thing is, is, um, I noticed that with a lot of um, companies is that when they do buy up sort of stuff, they're moving towards that sort of like, because like when it came to like, uh, like EA kind of eating up old studios, but it, 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 that's the thing is though, I, I wonder if Netflix is doing it just to have the, the uh, IPs or if it's just, uh, uh, or if it's, you know, just to, have more power over them you know that's another thing that kind of ties back to what i was just saying is like you know with ea that sort of stuff mm -hmm. I, I was wondering because like though e even though they have sort of like you know now that they have this indie studio i hope they're just joining for that you know for, for that you know ability to have a higher budget because i remember playing oxen free and um it was very much 
in a sense, Stranger Things, but with like its own sort of its own sort of slight um, twist on it. I guess like there was a girl who uh, very uh, kind of like you know the the bullied sort of you know unpopular girl, and she goes into this cave, and I guess she trick. I think I remember she gets transported into a world, and there's like something going on that she can't explain All right. i'd love to see a sort of series adapt adapt adaptation that kind of relates that sort of um thing you know sort of like finding you know paranormal or beyond unusual sort of things that, that happen to people who you know and the thing is about the game is i think it loop like once you do it it loops back to the very start i'm not too sure it's like a paradox right you know it's funny for a game like that that actually would be very cool to see as a netflix series so i think with netflix's funding i'm sure they can make something like that on the road in addition to you know promoting the you know they have, they'll have more act they'll probably have access to all netflix ip so i'm sure they could probably make a proper stranger things game with that like, like there could be some interesting things they can do with this oh yeah certainly um, yeah, so, I think, and speaking of acquisitions, we have another one to talk about, too. And that is that Sony also acquired Bluepoint. Mm-hmm. Now, Bluepoint, for those who don't know what this is, the studio is, this studio... Is you know a studio that is well renowned for things like the Demon's Souls remake that just came out recently, and oh yeah, Blossom remake. They're really known for remakes and you know remasters and all that sort of stuff. That's what they're known for. They've had a very heavy hand with Sony recently, so in a way, this made a lot of sense for this partnership to be a thing. Well, not more to a partnership, but actual acquisition. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm sure you noticed, you know, we were just talking about Fire Sprite last week, which happened a few weeks, I think about a week or two prior to the last episode. It seems like Sony's starting to really get this drive going on, trying to acquire all the studios that they, you know, they've been close with for a while. Yeah. So, I guess in a say, let's just get back to the topic of power for a second. You know, the deep meaning of power and, like, acquisition for power. Oh, yeah. So, because this whole sort of topic, this kind of reminds me of the idea of them trying to legally hold on and, you know, you are legally bound to we own you sort of thing. Yeah. Like, what we've noticed too is that, I mean, compared to these two acquisitions, you could see one of them was just a buy into a studio to try and get into an industry rather than build something mm-hmm. of their own. Sony, on the other hand, has been buying up studios more so to kind of test them out and then see if they can match their ecosystem. Clearly, yeah. as you can tell, like Sony's been testing studios more so than any other company, I think. Like, look at Microsoft and how they acquired Bethesda. Mm-hmm. 
Now, a lot of people say that, you know, Bethesda ties in very closely with Microsoft because they had a history together. Like, the first Elder Scrolls game to be on a console was Morrowind, and that was exclusive to Xbox. And in addition to that, too, like, a lot of the studios that they've had, like, you know, id Software and Bethesda, the softworks themselves, and... They've had a strong legacy on PC, and with Microsoft owning Windows, like, it feels like it kind of makes sense in some way. Yeah, it, it really does, I think. Because, like, um, you know, I, th I think Bethesda was actually happy with being acquired by Microsoft, as far as I remember. Like, I remember, like, Todd Howard himself saying that he was happy to be part of Microsoft now or something. I can't remember. I may be completely wrong, but... Yeah. Um, and even then, too, I remember also reading that, like, you know, Microsoft even said themselves, like, we want to make sure all the major people in the company are happy and are approved being part of the partnership before they went ahead and did this. And Phil Spencer admitted that, and I remember this, too. And if Phil Spencer, and he said, like, if Todd Howard or any of the major people, like Pete Hines or anyone like that, was not interested in the deal, they wouldn't have gone with it. Mm -hmm. But back to power, like, it makes you think about, like, with a big move like that, even, like, I know that we're, this is technically supposed to be about more so about the Sony acquiring Bluepoint, but I just want to trail off a little bit here, because, again, this is all about, you know, the concept oh. of power. No, it's okay. That's kind of the overarching theme. Exactly. But, right now. Yeah. And it really just comes down to, like, does this feel like, you know, everyone is truly trying to gobble each other up for the sake of gobbling each other up? Kind of like how EA acquired Codemasters, or Sony acquired Fire Sprite and Bluepoint and Insomniac, or how Netflix, as we talked about earlier, they acquired the developers of Oxenfree. Yeah. And all these acquisitions, everything, it, you know, the concept, you know, are the corporations truly doing this to match with their cultures, or is this a move more so to gain power? Mm -hmm. now, because if you legally can say, yes, I, you know, you can legally say, yes, I own your studio, and you can quit, but you'll lose all the benefits of that contract, even though it you know, may affect you in other ways that, you know, you might not have foreseen when you wrote your name. Right. That, you know, when you signed your name, you know. <laughs> I, feel like, I mean, with some of the studios that Microsoft has acquired, like, some of the studios, like, I haven't really noticed much of a connection. Like, you know, when Microsoft went crazy with, you know, Obsidian and Obsidian in Exile and Double Fine, like a lot of those, and even I'm so, the most surprising one. I think was I forgot the name of the studio. Um, shoot, it's losing my mind. But the studio of Senna was Hellboy, Senna was Sacrifice. Oh yes, I I let me look that up. I it's, it's blank on second. My, yeah, it's blank on my mind right now. Honestly, they're the developers. You're asking? Yeah. Okay, that is made by Ninja Theory. Right, Ninja Theory. I don't know why I forgot about that, but my god. Like those it's okay. Yeah, those three studios, honestly, like I know those did not have much 
Yep. They did feel Microsoft E in a way before the acquisition. Mm-hmm. Now, the funny thing is that Microsoft owning, you know, it's you know, Obsidian and In Exile, those two have been buddy buddy for a while, and it is kind of just a coincidence that Microsoft got both of them. Yeah. And with something like, you know, Playground made sense because they've been doing a lot of the Forza Horizon games. And but that's like an example of, you know, kind of some Sony, a studio that they've partnered with for, for a very long time. They've been able to acquire them. Like that, that was a made sense partnership and acquisition. But again, like we discussed, do we feel like, now here's a question for you. Do you feel like, Yep, some of these recent acquisitions in gaming are starting to become more power hungry and just people fanboying about their favorite company acquiring studios. Or do you think this is truly meant for the betterment of gaming? Yeah, that's kind of kind of the uh, the thing is that you, you know it it might seem surface level that oh yeah we're happy to be a part of this big name or this big company, but uh, I mean, then again, those people have like, it's kind of like uh, a lot of, um, a lot of publishers kind of have that issue is they, they are the ones who control how the dice rolls, you know, in a sense, like uh, to kind of relate to Activision, a lot of Activision's, um, a, a lot of the Call of Duty games, when it comes to like the, you know bundles and that sort of stuff there's like a quota that they they you know they create and that's activision you know that that is not you know it may be you know the studios like treyarch or infinity ward or sledgehammer maybe the yeah they get a cut but bottom line it's it's it is activision themselves who you know, force the developers to make these bundles and the main game kind of suffers because they don't, they have a division that makes these bundles and then they have a division that works on, you know, the other, the the other parts of the game and they focus the more creative people on the bundle side so they can make more money out. You know, people are more interested in a, a gun that has a tank built into it that houses like a bunch of, uh, goldfish or something, you know, people would be more intrigued in that than, you know, having a map that is an aquarium that you can like, you know, uh, you know, have a trap that you pull a lever and they fall into a shark tank or something. Yeah. They could have put that creativity in that into that part, you know, the actual gameplay rather than some cool cosmetic, you know. <laughs> So, I feel like with a lot of the acquisitions, be it like gaming or technology or anything really, I think it comes down more so like how are the studios being used? Like with look at like Activision for example, like what we we're just talking about. They mm-hmm. turned all their studios practically beside the Blizzard studios into Call of Duty studios, and that is just a shame to see. Like Oh yeah. Like that is definitely power hungry, like years abusing studios for the sake of power and just hey, we just want money and greed and power. And we just want to strengthen our market lead with Call of Duty. So let's just make sure all of our studios are just cranking on Call of Duty content. Like, just like, you know, the studio, yeah, Toys for Bob, you know, like the studio behind, like, yeah, 
Spyro and yeah, and I think that's the studio. Spyro and Crash mostly get relegated to just Call of Duty, and you know the, I think they all do the Tony Hawk Pro Skater remakes too, and see all that talent just get dumps dump sided. Yeah, like Activision is not the same company. When I think of Activision, I no longer think of that, you know, um, shiny glint in your eye that is the Atari, you know, with all those games that Activision published. I no longer think of that. I think of, uh, you know, Call of Duty. That's all you think about when you think of Activision, you know. You don't think of a lot of the other games that they've published because they have saturated that part of their... um their franchise way too much that it's you know it's kind of all you think about like i know somebody out there can name without searching it up on google or looking at notes or whatever they can say oh yeah but activision published uh this or that but you ask anybody on the street what's the first thing that they come up when they think of when you tell them what is a game franchise that activision has made you know, two out of ten will say uh, Pitfall. Yeah, Pitfall or anything like that. The sad I thing don't too, know. Think, or River Raid even. But like the sad thing too, if you think about it, the people that will think of those sort of games are all the people that are like in their 40s or 50s now. Yeah. Talk, talk to someone who's like, right now, it's all called Duty. And then you look exactly. At, yeah, and then look at what Sony and Microsoft have mostly been doing. They they both just have their shoes be hands off. Like, they do, they acquire. They're just like, hey, we'll just give you the funding, leave you guys alone. And especially with Sony's case, like, they, you know, they've trusted these studios for a while. Like, those studios they've acquired, like, in Sobnac, even, they've trusted these studios for a while. So it made sense that they'd be more hands off. Like, hey, we know the content make is amazing. Just keep doing what you're doing, and we're fine. That explains how they're able to get, like, you know, it, I mean, obviously, I'll have some say, but. That you get games like Ratchet and Clank and Spider Man and Wolverine because of that stuff. Yeah, two of which are games I know one of our good old hosts probably would just you know talk about again. Oh yeah, certainly. Instead, <laughs> he's, instead he's probably looking at a computer, playing Coffin Dance at ten frame per second while streaming. <laughs> He's probably streaming in 4K by accident. <laughs> He's like, "Damn, why is my stream so blurry? Why am I running at like 10 frames per second?" <laughs> I remember that too, and it's like I remember I was just hopping in, just like so for those of you who don't know, I am pretty much the troll of Ghostbusters streams. I'm the one that likes to screw around with the stream for no apparent reason. Others oh, get laugh. Yes, especially and, when he's playing Donkey Kong, Call of Duty Zombies, <laughs> and he's listening to Trollalalalalalalala. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm sure... Not, of, not, not of his own accord, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, and I and the funny thing is, I saw, you know, you and Ghost were in the open mic chat, which, don't ask me why you guys did that, but... And, he says he likes the randomness of it. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Feels kind of... Yeah. Anyways, um, I remember that, and I was just like, let's just screw around with his stream. And so all I just do is just play, like, try to find the least copyrighted music I can. And then somehow I remember, like, 
he was watching a stream and he was like yelling like somehow like my computer I had to stop this song because for some reason my game was running at 10 frame per second and I was just dying laughing so I know when the future I have a future roast I have to do to him and it's gonna be freaking hilarious with that oh, it's gonna be great and even though he's gonna say yell at me yeah I mean your computer records these podcasts like total crap I'm going to come back with them, yeah, but your computer is technically more powerful than mine, and your game's running at 10 frames per second while trying to, while listening to a song. That's freaking hilarious. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's, it's a little hypocritical. Like, I don't know, like, it, the, the worst part is when he thinks that I, I made him a shitty, like, PC. It's like, dude, I, I didn't even have to do it. Yeah. Um, but anyways, back to the topic. Yeah, let's get back to the topic here. We had our own little fun moment. And obviously, we're going to have plenty more of these in the episodes, too. But, yeah, looking at the acquisitions as a whole between, you know, PlayStation acquiring Bluepoint and Netflix acquiring Oxenfree, I think overall, I think one of them makes more sense for market penetration. You know, Netflix doesn't have any gaming studios. I think this one makes a little bit more sense. And Sony, you know, they've had a partnership with these guys for a long time. Again, it makes sense why they would acquire these guys. But it does give you a little bit of a concern, like, with other acquisitions. Like, what if there's been plenty of rumors circling for a while for about Microsoft buying Sega? That would be quite interesting. Considering, yeah, if Microsoft acquired Sega, that would draw some eyes. Considering they would own Persona and, of course, Catherine Full Body. I don't know. I still don't understand. They would owe Catherine Full Body and Sonic the Hedgehog, which is kind of nothing to think about if Sega owned Sonic, because then they'd have their own platforming mascot to compete with Sega, which is... It'll bring back Sonic versus Nintendo all over again. Ugh. Yeah, about that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But it seems like Microsoft and Nintendo have been good terms, but yeah. But then that also... When we go back to power, that really makes you think about that. That makes you really think about power. But we'll just instead of self, you know, talking about, I think this is a really philosophical topic. We can go on about this, but I think let's move on to something a little bit more celebratory. Yeah, like uh, Ghost Will are finally achieving uh, 10 frames per second, dude! <laughs> Oh, he look. finally appreciates my, my. He finally appreciates the GT 1030. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Get fucked! Get fucked, Gus Waller! <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, back to. Yeah. Uh. Well, obviously that's worth celebrating, but also what's worth celebrating is Tokyo Game Show. And Natsuki. All the girls are amazing. Anyways, uh, where, where is that? I hear uh, it. Is. Yeah. <laughs> so, Tokyo Game Show. I'm sure you know what that is. It's Japanese E3. Uh, yes. So, what I have here is an article featuring the biggest highlights from that event. And I think let's get to it. So, they show a trailer for Stranger of Paradise Final Fantasy Origin. 
which is essentially kind of a prequel-ish of Final Fantasy 1, but it's going to be like an action like spin-off. So it's like going to be more of an action spin-off of Final Fantasy 1. If I remember correctly, I believe this is the one that's made by Koei Tecmo. But I don't remember. But anyways. But yeah, um, do you have any thoughts about this game? Um, no, because I don't really, I don't really follow Final Fantasy that much, but I do, uh, I, you know, I mean, more power to them. Yeah, Yeah. I heard it's a pretty good game, though, but besides that, I think we can move on to the next thing they showed off. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, they did show off, yes, a bit more sport spoken. Okay, they just had another trailer showing off more of the magic parkour system. Mm-hmm. Because I don't remember, I think you remembered when we were talking about the PlayStation showcase and how you had, like, you saw, like, the main protagonist just zooming across the entire map and it looked, looked zipping and fast and it was freaking awesome. Mm-hmm. Looking. I mean, if, I, if we had Ghost Weather on here, I'm sure we'd have him give up some minor thoughts on this. We wouldn't say much, but some minor thoughts. Um, we can move on here. Um, so they also showed off Final Fantasy VII, The First Soldier, Triangle Strategy, and more. So, the Final Fantasy VII, The First Soldier, if you don't know what the hell that is, that is a Final Fantasy Battle Royale game. On cell phones. Oh. So we don't really need to talk about that. Voice No, we don't. We don't. Yeah. Voice of Cards, The Isle Dragon Roars. That was the game that was showed off at the Nintendo Direct that happened last week or like two weeks ago. That game was, you know, that was that card game look that card game looking one. I don't know if you remember what that was. I don't think you even watched it, but we did talk about it briefly. Um, I give me give me one second. Um, I don't think no, I don't I don't think I remember it yeah. too much. Um, and then um, we and then obviously there is the last game on the list that they showed off here. Um, Final Fantasy. They have the oh yeah, Chocopo GP, which is a Final Fantasy kart racing spinoff game. Which that was a Nintendo Direct too from a couple weeks ago. I think we might have talked about that briefly, but nothing crazy. Okay. I mean, if Ghost was here, he probably would have made some cheeky comment about that. But. I guess so. <laughs> I guess. Anyways, let's move on. We also have Eden Chronicle. I guess it gets gameplay reveal. And it's like a 16-bit pixel art looking like action RPG game. And like the different characters that will be in the game. You might actually like this one. If you take a look at it. Oh, yeah, I see it. Yeah, it uh, kind of looks... One second, let me, let me mute this. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, stupid ads. Damn it. All right. Uh, I, it, it's E-I-Y-U-D-E-N. Yep. Euden. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Oh, wow. It, it looks pretty cool. Yeah, I figured you might like a game like this. It's like a 16-bit-ish, like, action RPG. I think it's 
think that could be up your alley. Yeah. Uh, I'd, I'm not uh, too sure I like the uh, how smooth the animation is, but it's, uh, it's it kind of... Cool. Yeah, it just it looks kind of a bit too uh, uh, bootleg iOS, Android, yeah, fake, <laughs> fake game. <laughs> I, I think the thing you could at least look, look forward to, you know, is you could just try the game out and see if you like it. Yeah. If not, you Steam, get a refund on it. Yeah, aside from the way, it, you know, the uh, how, yeah, uh, how fluid the animation is, in my opinion, it, like, I, I think it's gonna be okay, you yeah. know. But it's just, uh, I'm looking at the uh, review right now. Yeah, that's that's not really bad. It's just it reminds me of that, like, oh, unblock the lava and kill the orc instead of the hero to save the prin princess, yeah. sort of like iOS mobile, yeah. um sort of advertisement I got every mm -hmm. time I looked at a a YouTube video I'd get an ad like that. <laughs> no offense. Just saying. Yeah, and then another thing they showed off here, a big thing they showed off was I don't know if you realize how big Monster Hunter is in Japan. Um I know it was very big in Japan and it has just taken you know, it just it just took um it after Monster Hunter World, it kind of took off a lot more in yeah. the Western audience, yeah. but so, yeah, over over in Japan, yeah, I know it was a very big, um, it was a very big uh, uh thing, and I I did see in a lot of the the gameplay of the earlier and even World, there there's a lot more Eastern influence. I feel, um, but now it's kind of a little bit more. Westerny, I think. Yeah, it's not too sure. world, but anyways, but yeah, what well, I was gonna get to is that Monster Hunter Rise. This was a yeah. Switch exclusive, and it's actually coming to Steam. Oh, that's good. Um, I believe it's like January twenty twenty two. I believe they said because it's gonna be an expansion. It's gonna be released in summer twenty twenty two, which is called Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak. And they yeah. showed off some more things about that. Um, Sega showed off uh RPG of. Uh, RPG and it's called Sin Chronicle and it's a mobile RPG and I don't think you like mobile RPGs. So I'm gonna skip that one. And I mean, um, I do like Golden Sun. That's a mobile RPG. Just kidding. <laughs> no, we were talking about like mobile mobile RPGs, like a digital console like RPG. I I know. I'm just taking yeah. the piss. Okay. If then everything on the Switch is a mobile RPG or something. Yeah. Anyways. And yeah, I would, and I did say Monster Hunter Rise comes to Steam on January. We could skip that because we already talked about that. Uh, oh, yeah. But yeah, new Square Enix RPG, Dungeon Encounters. I don't think it's like, it's like, it's like a Dungeon Exploring RPG that's going to release on October 14th. Uh, I don't have much to say on this because I don't really know what this is, but it looks, the art style seems interesting. But I don't have much else to say on that. It looks like it had the art style from what I'm looking from the illustration they have here. I don't think it's exact gameplay, but it looks like it's had like a 1950s style cartoon, a comic art style. But who the hell? It does knows? look very, very cell shaded. Yeah. Um, one of these things doesn't belong here. Why is there some 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 person, some figure with headphones, and these other guys look like they're from 18,000 hundreds? Well, I know which guy is Ghost while they're gaming the bunch. Just change, yes. change one of the guy's hair to brown and 
There's Ghost of the game. <laughs> Change a couple clothing here and there, maybe a little hairstyle swap, and right next make him to... look like a playboy, you know. Yeah, so I wish I could draw in here, but see that girl that had the blue hair over there? Oh. Swap her hair out with, you know, pink, like a brownish <laughs> hair, and just, like, change her outfit to be more of a Japanese schoolgirl. Wow, I saw that weird. <laughs> there's Monica right there, so there's Ghost Mother Monica right in the art, the thumbnail of the video. There you go, there we go. Oh, and change that white hair girl to be a skeleton. And you have Sans right there. <laughs> well, I have a temp, temp theme song here, too. I, um... No, 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 no. Wait, hold on a second. Big brain. Um, You know the one we were telling, we were saying, the one with headphones that looks like a Ghost Weller? Yeah. Ghost Weller is Sans. Look at the blue hoodie, the white shirt. Just change the face to a skeleton and change the pants to black. <laughs> oh my god, you're right. Ghost Weller Games. Like... Yeah, Ghost Weller Games of Sans confirmed. Everyone, everyone, go to Ghost Weller Games Twitter or his Twitch stream and just tell him that Ghost Weller Game is Sans. Confirmed. We're doing it. Let's go. Whenever he decides to stream again, we're doing that. Make an announcement. Confirm. Let's go. Um. Oh yeah, and I forgot Monster Hunter is getting a collab with Sonic and Ghost and Goblins. So they're gonna have a subsonic event happening in Monster Hunter Rise. Interesting. And uh oh yeah, I forgot that, you know. Phil Spencer is trying to increase Japanese support in Xbox for Xbox. And they also saying that Ikumi Nakamura, I don't know if you remember who she is. Mm-mm. You know, in Bethesda's dreams of like E3, how this like one really like happy eccentric girl that presents like Ghostwire Tokyo. Oh, she was. She is like a short-haired Japanese girl, kind of been yeah. memed on a little bit. That's Ikumi Nakamura, and she's working on a sequel to Gungrave because she left okay. Tango and. And the, and here's the thing though. There's a the guy who's directing the evil in in two is actually working on another game. And if we had Ghost Brother game here, he would actually be going through a freaking nerd boner. Why? Horror games, evil within oh, two. Okay. Oh, okay. I see. He actually is familiar with evil within, so that's why I'd be. And obviously, you can see Microsoft has shown they're confirmed, but they're putting Scarlet Nexus and a couple of the Japanese games on the Xbox Game Pass server, which is good. And they're shown that they're actually confirmed for localization of Redfall, Starfield, and more. So they, I see. So they are committing to that. How far do King of Fighters? Uh, not very. Not very. Well, they showed off a character called Isla. Has like a very like jet pat jet set radio vibe uh anyway she looks really cool i definitely get in that game checking that out 
okay. a game called Swery is getting a Xbox exclusive demo, and Eternal Return gets a release date and trailer, and yeah, not much to say on that. Uh, but yeah, this looks like, you know, obviously, you know, for you in particular, and Ghost Weather Game, who is probably looking at Monica every single second right now. And Sans, he has, he probably has those two pictures right now as like a shrine in his room. Uh, what is this leading up to? Uh, that's just a joke I'm making because Ghostwell is not here. Oh, okay, good. Never mind. Um, <laughs> I, was like, I was just like, oh shit, where is he leading up to? <laughs> what, is, what does but, this have to do with it? Um, but yeah, um, yeah, I'm saying how. For you and Ghost Weather Game, I was adding a little emphasis for comedy's sake. Um, anyways, for you and Ghost Weather Game, who, like I said, was looking at a shrine filled with Monica and Sans plushies and one Fortnite nerf gun. Something. This is definitely leading up to something. <laughs> um, anyway, so you guys probably not into much of the Japanese stuff. Not as much. Not as much. I mean, you do like Nintendo somewhat because, you know, Golden Sun. Furries and... Yeah. <laughs> well, if Camelot actually can make a Golden Sun game, you have a nerd boner right there in that. I have no idea if I would, honestly. I, I, I would love it, but I know they'd probably mess something up like Dark Dawn. <laughs> right. Or just, like, I think what we were talking about at one point, too, do a reboot. Yeah, a reboot would work. Oh shit! The fuck. Okay. Yeah. Um. Anyways, but yeah, I think this is it's like it's a thing worth talking about. I mean, it's funny to think about that recently in the last few years, I've gotten more e a little bit more Eastern oriented than I used to. Like, I guess this is a little bit more personal. Um. Obviously, I don't know many of the games shown here. Like, I do know King of Fighters and Voice of Cards and the couple games here and. I even know a lot of those games. I have played much on the world. But the thing is, just it kind of shows, like, you know, this is one of those tops. It's like you can clearly see a completely different culture from another side of the world. Oh, yeah, certainly. Yeah. It... Like, you see, like, you know, you see all the chat stuff, and for most of us, you look at this and you're like, why would any of this be interesting? But you see that Japanese culture and their interests in games are all different, you know, compared to the Western stuff. Like, we look at Gamescom and E3 and all the other major conferences that we have over here and even PAX. You can see that this is also, we have, we will probably have more to say on this considering you and Ghostwalder. Mr. I, I, don't like Doki Doki Literature Club, but he secretly does. Or actually, more so, Mister. I don't like Fortnite, but he actually has played it and enjoyed it. Oh yes, or Mister. I don't like Undertale, but I played it and enjoyed it. <laughs> I, I wish that the reality. I wish that I wish the reality. We we need to get them that game and make them play it on stream for Halloween. That'd be perfect. You want it to be reality? Give me one second. Where where did I where did I stow this? <laughs> Fuck, where is it? Oh, here it is. <laughs> this is an edit I did just now. What you're talking? 
god. <laughs> that is perfect. <laughs> yeah, um Ghost Wellers sounds confirmed. <laughs> can, can we <laughs> can we... Oh my god. Can we just give Ghost Weller Undertale Deluxe so we can just play, play that or else around? Please. Okay. Um I'm gonna display capture this. <laughs> give me one second. Oh my Let's god. Start. I'm gonna I may have to censor that part of the screen there because I didn't get the Discord chat showing, but Oh shit 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 sorry uh fuck. Minimize, um, minimize. There we go. Damn it. I am so sorry. I, fuck, I don't I don't want to give you any more editing than you need to. It's fine. Um this is but let me just kill my webcam for a second. Yeah, once you get your theme page going, I'll I'll actually blow this up. Yeah. Um Yeah, we're gonna be special here. A special moment. I'm gonna shrink my side down and for the special moment of Fluff Alpaca. Um oh, I'm oh. just gonna wait, let me just like remove this. Yeah. Uh but Okay, um Hello everybody and welcome to um Wait, Groove Coaster? What's Groove Coaster? Why did it come up with Undertale? <laughs> oh my god, uh, I I have the podcast layout rearranged, so whenever you're ready to share your screen for the Steam page, please do it. <laughs> so we can see this live for you okay. gifting Ghost Weather Game Undertale. Hello, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> That's similar to Chrono Trigger! That's good, right? <laughs> Add to cart! What is this? Purchase as gift. Boop! Like that's good. <laughs> when should I schedule? Gift it today. I don't care. <laughs> oh. He'll wake up tomorrow and be like, uh, what the hell? <laughs> uh, type in Ghost Weather Game. Make sure it's Ghost Weather Game <laughs> for the first name. So he doesn't have to blare it to censor him at like five seconds in. Because you know how he is with that. <laughs> Uh, no, AK Sans, do it. Hey. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, my God, yes. Oh my god, put in, put in the chat. Oh my god. Hello, Ghost Weller. You owe us a stream of this game. <laughs> oh my god. 
<laughs> or just put stream this game, please. <laughs> <laughs> Get him Delta Rune too. <laughs> Get him Delta Rune out the outside this. This is gonna be perfect. And he has to Scariest one yet. Oh my god, love. <laughs> love. <laughs> 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 Leave the uwu on there, that'd be perfect. <laughs> Oh, but just put your signature. Um. <laughs> oh my god, imagine we sees this. He's like, what <laughs> the world's going on? Oh my god. <laughs> oh my uh, god. Just continue? Yes, do it. Oh my god. Okay, just blur this part out, okay? Yeah, definitely. I'll I'll make I'll put like a black demonetized box on this or something. Yeah, where it says my uh, card. Yeah, definitely. Um, and tax right here, just cause. Yeah, I agree. I'll probably three. I'll probably perch two. One. Wait, hold on. It. Let, let me let me play. Uh. Mm. Megalovania. I, I would I wouldn't do it because it, it is actually copyrighted. Ah, damn it, Toby. Alright, um well, it's three, two, one. You feel You feel the determination within you. I will also censor that too. Yes. <laughs> Worth it. Let's go. All right, we're going back to. <laughs> oh, shit. If he actually accepts that, we are total gods. Oh, my God. Yes. That was 100% worth it. 100% worth it. Oh, my God. And yes, this is totally worth me fiddling around with my boxes for Godcast mid-episode. This was worth it live, folks. This was worth it. <sighs> this is going to be great. <laughs> All right. Um, I think we have another topic to do. Yeah, we have a couple of topics here. We got our little goofies here. So we are done with our yeah. gaming topics for today. But I think we have another one worth talking about here. And yes, the celebration of Ghostweller streaming Undertale. Let's go. <laughs> oh. He's going to wake up to this probably because I think he's offline. Let me look. Yeah, he's offline. <laughs> yeah.
last online yeah. one hour ago. Oh shit! Oh my god! Yes. Yeah, he's good. <laughs> Anyways, I think our next topic here for today is the fact that FBS is focusing on football. You mean my car's extended warranty? Yeah, so what they're actually going to do is they're actually going to they found a loop around some loopholes. And a lot of them are actually been being, I'm sure you may guess, are in the country. So what they're doing is that, as you can see here, beginning today, a voice service provider's certification and other required information is not FCC robocall database. Internet providers will be protected from directing that traffic. Okay. So, in other words, the idea is that, like, there's some inter intermediary services that will do take the data from these calls and the possible will be all the time. Oh, I just smacked, I just smacked I my microphone, you fucking douche. Oh, get out of my way, microphone. I just punched it. Sorry. <laughs> oh, yes, let's raise my hand. <laughs> anyway. So, I mean, you can't raise your hand, but raise this your is hand my if any of you have ever... Good enough. Ghost Weller would be pleased to see a hot dog. He loves hot dogs. A lot of hot dogs. Mmm. But yeah, raise your hand. Hate robocalls. Yes, I I hate robocalls so much. Like, I I don't get them because I have them on. Like, I have mo most of the time they're either blocked or my provider does it for for me. They filter them out. Yeah. And usually they bypass that. They have to like, I don't know. They have to text me first. I think I'm not too sure. Um. I'm not sure how it exactly works, but in general, yeah, that that's kind of what I um I, I don't have to deal with them as much, but I I do get afraid of them sometimes because they it's, it there have been sometimes where like there have been some things where um what they do is is they actually end up charging your phone bill. Like they rack up your phone bill and somehow they get money out of it. Yeah. So like that's been I've been afraid to answer phone calls that like I answer nobody's on the other end and then they wait and then it just you know I get afraid every time. I would love to see all those robocalls just f off, you know. Or like I'm gonna be honest. Or severely mitigated at the very least. Yeah, cause like I I don't know. If I'm, if it's 3 a.m. and I wake up to use the bathroom and I hear a phone call and I'm thinking like it's somebody important, you know, and it's like, oh shit. No, but no, guess what? It's somebody telling me that I, that they're the federal police and that they're going to arrest me for tax evasion, even though I don't 
you know, I don't really have money for taxes. Right. <laughs> I mean, the only if there's any robocalls for anyone selling Ghost Weather game, that he, there's a Monica waiting for him at the local McDonald's. Please keep those legal. We need him legal, because we need to send him as much Monica fan art as possible to our good friend Ghost Welder game. Yeah. I don't care definitely. what he says. Ghost and Monica fan art. He deserves it. Certainly. You know, he. matter of fact, he, he should take our word on this, honestly, this whole part, you know, taking our word on, like, changing his banner a little bit more, you know? Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know? Yeah, we, I'm gonna be honest, you know, just like yeah, embrace you know. the Monica, do it. Yeah, honestly, embrace it. <laughs> embrace the love. <laughs> and embrace it, dude. Oh fuck. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Um, I think that's it for robocalls. Let's move on to Amazon's hardware that they just had a few days ago. We'll close that out. So yeah, let's talk about how Amazon had a fall hardware event. They featured a lot of different things, a lot of interesting different things. We have smart thermostats, an Echo Show 15, which if you look at it, it's mount wall, it's like wall mounted, and it's actually pretty big. Mm-hmm. For $250 for a large screened smart assistant. For calendars and stuff, I'm sure it's useful. But currently, I have no need for it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the only thing it'd be useful for is to put down the days that we have to show Ghostweather Game Monica and Sans and Fortnite. That's the perfect use for that. And but for now. Mm-hmm. But for now. Um, we have to wait for a response. Mm-hmm. Oh, and even better, this would be the perfect time to you know, show him our frantic fanfics. If he can use it for that, it'll be perfect. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And apparently they added more tricks to Amazon. So I guess what they added now is the ability for Alexa to pick up on sounds, like glass breaking or dog dogs barking. Which leads into a certain brand new hall monitor, right? We're going to save that for last. That's the best part. Oh, because... Not spoiling anything just yet, but we have a brand new hall monitor. Mm-hmm. Now they did. It, for, yeah, they also. I'm gonna get back to this oh, for yeah. a little bit. Um, they introduced a, a, a Disney themed Alexa. Um, I don't know how we feel about Imperial domination targeting another Imperial domination. Yeah, we just talked about how a lot the whole concept of power and how, you know, we have like 
Bethesda being bought by Microsoft, Insomniac, Fire Sprite, and Blue Point, and then obviously the oxen free stuff. And then you have Disney, the pure epitome of power. For the wrong reasons. <laughs> oh, yeah. And the uh, pure epitome of uh, mood crystal lightsabers. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh, my God, dude. I don't know which one Ghostwell would use. Yeah. He'd use the um, the uh, one that is usually specific to Mace Windu. Oh, oh, I was almost thinking we could make invent the rainbow one. I'll give him the rainbow one. That's more later. Um, they did introduce Amazon Glow, which I guess is a video calling device and a toy in one. So this looks like a child-friendly video calling device that has like mini games and stuff on it. I see. It's like I'm looking at the picture. It looks like it's like AR, augmented reality, and like it projects these mini games on the surface of whatever you're using. And based off the projection, like they're showing the well, the kid here. Using paint, like a paint, like application on the on like a table, which is really cool. Oh, I see now. Okay, yeah. So it um, it's very much like uh. All right, I get what you're saying now. Yeah, so basically, like. it, it's it's augmented reality taken to a whole nother level in a sense. Like augmented reality that isn't just it isn't just you know stuff that you can interact through a device it's stuff you can interact through the device seeing your hand like touching other things uh, that are in the game but not in real life you know yeah. in a sense very much like vr but vr is it displays an entirely different world or something yeah i mean just think of how much monica ghostweather can make with that perfect oh Oh yeah, he'd he'd literally be the epitome yeah. of this. <laughs> yeah, just swap the let's put it PNG of Monica to replace the girl's face. I'll oh, be brilliant. Give me one second. <laughs> Epi told me. Epi told me. Epi told me. <laughs> Why? What? What? What's happening? <laughs> the the epitome of this give me one second where is it um oh what shall i do should it be this <laughs> should it should it be this or should it be no you know what the best idea is Put that one on the on the guy side, and then you put Monica on the girl side, and then what you do is you put Ghostweather game on the bottom with the VR headset. All right. Uh, 
Oh, I, uh, I mean, I, I kind of get it, you know. Unless, yeah. I kind of get unless it. Unless you think it's funnier if the Ghost Weather game image that we have goes on the left-hand side and we just flip it 90 degrees. Uh, or this will work. Yeah, that's perfect. Uh, no, I get it. One second. Let me just try to find it. You know, you know it, it only takes a little bit of time. Let me just, like, uh... Where is it? Son of a bitch. Okay, uh... Where is that? Hang on a second. Um... Uh, uh, yes. <laughs> the ultimate screen cap right there. Perfect. <laughs> Imagine we see this and he's like, oh no. I, I've got even, something even better. <laughs> You're gonna love this. Oh my god. You're gonna love this. Where is it though? I need to know where it went. Damn it. Ghost Brother Games biggest troll. Right here. This is what I am. <laughs> yeah. I'm looking at other stupid uh Um oh there is one. Oh, if you want to. Swap the Felix photo for either Sans from Undertale or Jonesy for Fortnite. For the maximum effect. Okay. Give me one second. If you want to. I know we have a lot. We have like one other topic to talk to talk about as well, but that'd be funny as hell. Oh yeah, give me one second. Um, just... You know, trying to find it, of course. Um, is that? Is that something from like Digimon? No, it's it's Toad. Oh my god, it was hard to tell. <laughs> <laughs> you may have to press enter a couple of times on that, change the text color to gray. If you can. Yeah, let, let me let me mess with it. Um select color. Uh high contrast green. Yeah, just add a couple enters or something. Oh my god. God dang it. in your pants again. Wow. Yes. Yes. If you see the video version, he's like, what the fuck are these guys doing? That's his. That's his parents coming in the fucking room. And they're. I can't see him as a teenager. It's like 
You're winning, son. Yeah. You're winning, son. That's what I was saying. <laughs> <laughs> no, Ghostwell is not winning right now. He's watching VR porn of Monica and Felix. <laughs> That's perfect 10 out of 10 screen cap worthy. Make that emote on his chat. Perfect. Hmm. Or just put it on Discord. <laughs> oh my god. Yes. Are you winning? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I don't know if there's a way you can screenshot that, but screenshot that. <laughs> okay. What I do is I just screenshot the entire desktop and I just crop it out and paint. So um, I'm just uh Yeah, screenshot gonna... that, edit it for later, and then just post it on GoFlow's server. Perfect. Well, here, I mean the the funniest thing is is that uh give me one second. <laughs> Or what uh, we could do too is we could just save it for one episode. Ah, oh, that'd be beautiful. Save, well, so as soon as the episode premieres, we'll put it on just on Ghostwell's Discord. Ah, oh, man, it'd be perfect. I don't want any right. moments, so. I think I'll start scrolling down the list of other things they announced here from Amazon. Cause we had a fun little distraction there. Oh my god, that was great. Oh uh, yeah, sure, sure. Uh, um, but uh, yeah. They have a new Amazon has a new fitness band called Amazon Halo View. It's like a fitness. I mean, they have. It's Amazon's take on one of those. Yeah. They also showed more of... They have, like, a Ring, which is Amazon's, like, smart home services or whatever. They have, like, a home cam invitations. So I guess you can, like... I guess it's, like, you can get invited to have one of these. So that's neat. Ring Alarm Pro. I guess it's... Yeah, it looks like it's a... It's a home security system. So that's interesting. Oh, yeah. Ring's... Uh, it's like a... Yeah, it's it's literally a doorbell with a camera. That's... I mean, it's a, lo a lot more than that. I think you can, like, control smart homes. But, yeah, yeah in general, it's basically that. <laughs> And then we have more blink cameras, so more video doorbell cameras. Nice. I mean, this one has 1080p video, supposedly, so that's nice. And then mm -hmm. detection. All right. I can go ready for the last for last. Oh, yes, yes, yes. The 1,000 hour behemoth that we call Amazon Astro. Oh my god, yes, let me tell you about that. That's only the invitation price. That's that's the early adoption price. It's gonna cost 105 
it's gonna cost one thousand five hundred after it's like fully um after it's like fully done, you know, after it's like past its uh early adoption. Jeez. Yeah, the, not that well. It's like it's the early adoption, uh whatever it's called. The period, I guess. But yeah. But um, yeah. Since you seem to be the most interested of this product, yeah. Tell us what this thing does. Okay, so um from the little video that I watched, it is it so it's it is oh my god. Let me show you this thing. Okay, so I can't exactly show you it because I don't know about the images, like if they're fully copyright. Basically, this damn thing it is literally a Disney robot. Like it is literally Wally with like a flat screen mixed with like an anime like uh protagonist or something that is supposed to be cute. Oh my god. So basically this thing is um those those two dots simulate eyes and it's got a lot of emotion and it's got a lot of animation to it. Um basically this thing is supposed to be your eyes when you're away from home. You could kind of get away with babysitting something for a few hours by just having this thing pilot and stalk whoever you're trying to babysit. Except, you know, it can't stop, it can't put out a fire, but it can call a fire department or something. Um, so, you know, um, if you're alone, you don't have kids, but you're afraid that your apartment got broken into, this thing has a little, like, selfie stick that extends from the back of it, like, the back of its, like, shoulders, and it shows a camera, and it shows what's happening, and it can, like, it has a speaker on it that it can scare whoever, whoever it is away, and immediately call the police, and that sort of stuff. Um, so, you know, um, <clears throat> this thing, um, is really interesting. Let me tell you, um, not only that, but it can it's basically an interacting little robot sort of friend. It's, it's, it is, um, Basically, it is like if you had Alexa that was, you know, could move around the house. Um, it can't go upstairs or downstairs. It'll if you put it down, if you go, go have it go downstairs, it'll probably trip and fall down the stairs, and your thousand five hundred dollar investment is gone. Um, and it can't go up upstairs. It'll just hit the hit the step and be like, "Oh shit, I can't do this." Um, it uses Amazon Alexa's uh, text-to-speech, so yeah. there's that. Um, it can remind you, it can run up to you and remind you, or if it senses an intruder in the middle of the night, it'll uh, scare it off. If it senses a raccoon or something, like that just like broke into your house or something, you know, scare it off and, you know, do whatever. And basically, you connect it with, I think, some sort of companion app on your phone, I think. And you can have it do whatever it wants. And you can watch it through that video feed. Um, I kind of like it. Oh, also, it, if it is, if it sends that it's out of batteries and it knows you're home or it, it desperately needs batteries, it can uh, dock itself into its own charger. So you don't need to, you know turn it off and send it to the charger it'll literally 
the backup into a charger and plug itself in. It is pretty darn cool. It's like a Roomba that has a lot more features than just vacuuming. Um, and it doesn't vacuum, but that's for later, I guess. Yeah. Um, I mean, in a perfect world, what we would have this do is we get we would if we had all the money in the world, we would get this to go to other game. We gift it to him. And there's a way to change the background of what the eyes would be to like Monica or Sayori or something like that. Yes. Perfect. And but anyways, this, so this thing um is literally a Pixar sort of Disney sort of movie creature. Yeah. Literally. And it's a robot. So I mean I love it. I love the concept of it. It's damn expensive, but that'd be pretty damn cool to have it just go around remind you if you need anything so like i said it can't go upstairs so if you're in a you know a two or three story or higher you know it can't go it has to use the elevator or something <laughs> um but if you are if you live in a you know one story you know you can just and you're elderly this thing can remind you to take your medicine it can you know and you can there's like a little cup holder on the very back of it, and if you get an attachment, you can extend how much it can carry, um, and it can it can fetch you anything from somebody, you know, sending you, you know, a glass of uh, beer. I mean, not a glass, but you know, a, a bottle of beer to your daily meds, and I like it. It's pretty cool, um, but. That, that price point, I hope there's a excess version, you know, one that doesn't, it has all the needs, but not all the wants, or it's just generally cheaper, or cheaped out on, or something, or has a smaller battery, or something. Right. But yeah, no, this is a really cool thing, I like it really much, um, or very much, sorry. Um... Like I said, it's like a Pixar character in uh, in real life or something. It's like uh, it's everything you'd want. It's an android that is cute, you know, <laughs> or something like that. Yeah. Um, if, if if our good friend Ghostwire was into Jimmy Neutron, make make it like Goddard. It's literally Goddard, like literally. Oh my god, yeah, it's like Goddard except more uh, modern and cutesy. Yeah. Um, but obviously, the perfect world would be we get we buy one of these. We switch out the eyes for a picture of Monica or Sayori or whoever other character he likes. And hey, let me tell you, that is a touch screen right there. That is a TV touch screen. Yeah, perfect. You can have it show any image you want, and you can. I'm gonna assume people are gonna mod the shit out of it and allow you to put anime character instead of it on it. You know, have like Hatsune uh, Miku or something. As a mod. Funny enough, I really see from my angle, but yeah, if you look on my right over here, my left, yeah, you'll see a bluish poster over there. That is, is that Hatsune Miku? Yeah. Don't stare at me. <laughs> <laughs> it's I, a damn question. You know, it's funny. I only have that poster because of memes. I don't. I just laugh at Hatsune Miku a lot of the time. I see her. I, I don't really listen to her music much. I have a Hatsune Miku shirt and I have a poster only because I just like laughing at it. 
Oh. You're you're allowed to. Yeah, exactly. Um, but going back to what we, our themes from earlier, um, uh, yeah, back when we were doing the the game show, the IGS celebration. Like, you know, not everyone's going to be interested in Amazon products. Like, if you're into Amazon Alexa, this is like a really cool day for you, especially Astro. Oh, yeah. I'm only interested in it, not because of it's Amazon, but like, holy crap, you have a, a realistic kind of Pixar sort of character robot thing. Actually, oh, my God. Actually, <laughs> you know? another thing, too. Have you heard of what Sony did a while ago? No. They actually have a robotic dog you can buy. And they actually make this. Oh, well, is it kind of just like the uh, the robot dogs that simulate? Well, it's, like... a pr- it's a pretty expensive thing, actually. It's called the Ibo. They had a rebooted... Oh. Like, they have an Ibo. I think they rebooted it. And it's like a full-on like robotic dog. And you can actually train it tricks and everything. Oh, I see. That's pretty cool. Yeah. It's like an, like an iDog, but it doesn't play music. It only no, it act, plays touch. It, it literally acts like a real dog. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of playing music, it's an iDog. It's, uh, mm-hmm. it's a real dog that is not real. I'd love to ha- harass the, the neighbor's dogs with it. <laughs> right. Uh, well, speaking See, of funny moments and stuff, uh, well, this isn't actually funny, but this is something... Worth talking about, mm-hmm. not because of you know the person involved, uh, yeah, but because of well, which is the fact that yeah, the the the, yeah. It, the it, thing is, is that he um person that it involves believes strongly in section 230 and he's doing something to uh, uh appeal something that he lost because they aren't a publisher yet by law yeah so what happened here is i'm sure a lot of people can know by the headline i had on the top Donald Trump is trying to sue for, you know, his Twitter rights back. Mm-hmm. Now, I know he's been a fairly controversial figure. In fact, I can admit this right now. If you are someone on the far right, not far right, but, you know, right leaning, I guess you could say, you're going to yeah, find or... this guy is an absolute pariah. Like, he was the guy that, you know, you want to bring back America that you are familiar with. A more conservative, grounded country, less taxes, you know, getting things back in order, you know. Like, the idea... Taxes I can agree with. Yeah, like... Some principles he has, you know, I don't want to get this too political, but... Oh, yeah. I'm going to say if you're leaning towards this side, yeah, you're going to view him as a pariah. But if you are left-leaning, you view this guy with an absolute giant middle finger, think he's a racist, xenophobic idiot. Which you're 
allowed to have that opinion. Exactly. As a as an American citizen, you're allowed to have either opinion. And what's so great about this country, I guess, I guess, you know. <laughs> um we didn't even want to do this topic because we were afraid of it being too controversial, but oh, any news is good news, I guess, sometimes. Um, for the journalist. Um yeah. but just want to say we're not fence sitting we're just this is the news okay mm-hmm. yeah so my thoughts on the whole thing is you know looking at it from here we know donald trump's a controversial figure but rather i want to steer this instead of the political side of things because we all yeah. have our own opinions on what we think of this guy mm-hmm. let's just move it over to the tech side and the implications of this yeah, the 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 reality of it, not the you know, not the opinion of it, more just the actual facts about it. Like the idea of suing for getting your account back because you're banned off of it when this is a you know, a private company, not a publisher or uh you know, yeah. what I forgot. Is, is it publishers that have to abide by that? I'm like not. First Amendment stuff. I'm not. Let me look it up. Yeah. Just, just so we're not wrong half the half the way. Yeah. But let's just put it this way. Like, yes, you know, I'm gonna try and present this from both sides of the issue as much as I can. So if you're on the left leaning side, you're gonna say that Twitter has full responsibility to doing this. This is technically a private establishment. It's not public forum. They have the right to ban him. In addition, they you may find that the thing the rhetoric he uses is hateful and harmful. I get it. If you're on the right side, you view this as you know private firms having co- dominating domineering control over what you say and how you react to things. It's a sign that you know, you know that it's speech being controlled by private companies which is actually kind of a scary thought if you think about it it, it quite is like i i'm not gonna get too big into it but honestly i do feel it's a bit a bit uh annoying when you could be censored by a company that has a lot of power and this brings back to power um if they have enough power to censor you you know and the government can't even censor you that much compared to a, a company that is very big, well-renowned, or well-known, or, you know, very famous, that the entire population probably uses it, or at least a good amount. You know, like, why would you, you know, why would you not say that at least this is a little bit unfair? Because, like companies like I, I would i would i wonder if companies could like buy out some parts of the government or something like that if it gets that to that point where they are power, more powerful than the government in that sort of sense you know it's funny to think about how many companies you know know the loopholes of how to you know avert money and saving of the tax havens and all other stuff i mean it's all economic so i don't want to get into that sort of thing oh but- yeah certainly i'm just saying that that's a point that i i do kind of think about a lot is like this is a little scary that they could be more powerful than the government because of their 
uh, famousness or whatever it's called, you know, or if they get to the point where, you know, even infamy, I guess, mm-hmm. but they legally can still do it or something like that. I do understand that point of view and it is kind of scary, mm-hmm. but back to you. Yeah. So as we were saying, this is like the concept of power itself and the idea that you can, you know, it's like what we said, like, just think about how much, you know, is controlled by the large companies like Disney and Fox. So actually, well, Fox is technically part of Disney, but the Fox news section that's separate from, you know, everything else that was sold off by Disney and, you know, CNN and New York Times and all this other stuff. And, like, Facebook and Twitter and, like, how much impact they have on, you know, our news and what we think of things and the political extremism that's going on in modern society. Like, this technological power that a lot of, like, especially social media, I'm not counting, you know, a lot of the other sites, but that's what mm-hmm. a power is kind of dangerous. Like, it's like social media can determine, like, who can be relevant and who cannot be relevant. Who is likely to be an outcast and who is likely to fit in. Yeah, and that's all based on, you know, the flip of switch or the algorithm deciding this is, this, uh, I'm not feeling it today, let's shadow ban, you know, that sort of stuff. We didn't talk about this in one of our topics, but YouTube is now going after, like, vaccine misinformation and banning all the stuff related to that, and that could potentially be dangerous too. Like, how many more YouTube videos can you ban for information control? Yeah, that that's a little... I mean, not allowing you to have your own opinion on it, it's kind of... I mean, when it comes to that point, I agree a little, a little bit, because, you know, Canada even bans people, like, using misinformation. I think it was something... It was see something, Bill. I don't know, but there was that. Um, that does make a bit sense... But, yeah, information wants to be free, that sort of thing, you know. But does misinformation want to be free, too, you know? Yeah. That is a little a bit, you know. I mean, we see But what I happened. do understand. Yeah, we see what happened. At. Yeah, I mean, we do see what happened with Trump and how, like, as soon as he was gone from president, like, Twitter went crazy with, like, a bunch of, you know, and Facebook, too, even. It went crazy with a bunch of changes. They already, like, moved our, the presidential accounts over to Biden already, and I was like, they wanted this done ASAP. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But besides that, I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, personally, I have preferred one candidate over the other. I'm not going to say which one exactly, but... Mm-hmm. I'm just going to, yeah, I'm just trying to keep it as unbiased as humanely possible. The viewpoint I've yeah. shared today and things I presented makes me seem a little bit more right-leading. And I can understand that. But if we look at the left side of the of the coin, the idea that, you know, you want this hate speech gone, anything that could potentially offend somebody, to be gone, to make it, you know, clean and a safe haven for everyone to express whatever they want to think about. And that may partially be true. Like, you look at what you're trying to do, is like, if there's something that's blatantly hateful, like, obviously, yeah, go ahead and ban them. Like, that's perfectly fine. Oh, but, yeah, certainly. But some, but some people wonder, like, how far should this go? 
how far do you want to make it before it gets too out of control? Yeah, I, I, I do get that point of view as well. Um, I, when it, when it comes to that is like, there is a gray area and then there is a, you know, I feel like there's a buffer in between what is like needs to be censored and a buffer of what, if you feel it needs to be censored, you can, but it's a little bit wrong to, in a sense that you're screwing over somebody who might have a point about something or, you know, they like, that's just saying if, so we all know what the color blue looks like, like, um, some people think blue is just blue, but there are different shades of blue, but there are some people who think that blue is just blue. Hell, there are some people who think blue is what red is. And I'm not talking about colorblindness. I'm just saying some people are wrong. And they choose to misinform you in that sort of sense. But, you, you know, when you're... I guess when you're actively dismissing more pertinent, like, questions or... Because, like... The idea of, you know, like that's what I was kind of getting when I thought like Europe was banning all Type C chargers. Is that, and that's I think what Apple was saying is that they would ruin innovation in a sense. Slightly agree with that because you know you can just say oh only Type C is allowed here, but what I'm saying is that you can't innovate unless you're building off of the original concept. But some things need to be uprooted to create brand new things that might even be more efficient. Like, I'm just going to ask you, why do NVMe drives exist? Because SATA is very limited in how much it can transfer from, you know, the SATA port to the solid-state drive. Solid-state drives, if they had an NVMe, um, not an adapter, but if they were built as NVMe, but they were the same exact thing. Who knows? They probably could have been a bit more faster. They wouldn't be as compact as NVMEs are. And even then SSDs are still compact. That's all I'm saying is that if you, if like computer manufacturers only suck with SATA and we had SATA Gen 4, we'd in a sense kind of just be, you know, uh, limiting it, lim ah, excuse me limiting it a tad bit further even more you know right that's all i'm saying is that um to harken back to that is that if you were to just force people into one specific thing or some specific idea or ideology there's no room for finding what might also work in a sense you know, that's not, that's why the U.S. isn't just a democracy or just a republic. Mm -hmm. You know, um, you know, it's, there's two major political parties and then there are independent parties that are allowed to be independent, even though they might not be getting anywhere. Who knows? There might be an ideology that could be a bit more successful, even though it's not likely to happen within these 200 plus years that have you know, <laughs> that's all I'm saying. Yeah, like, I could tell you this much right now. Like, based off, you know, I wouldn't be surprised at one point 
one of the two major political parties collapses, and and based off the radicalization of politics these days, if a more radical version of a party rises. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. That would be quite scary. I feel. It would, it but... would, be, it's, it would be scary, and it already is scary, because, you know, we're having all these people, you know, you know, are already drifting farther and farther apart. The sense of unity has been dying. Like, you can't walk nearby somebody and have a same conversation if you're you know, into politics, at least. And that's yeah. Why, and that's why I try to avoid politics on this show, at least, because politics is a very dangerous tool, and you have to walk a very fine line. Oh, yeah, I know. I know, certainly, and that's why, like I said, we're not fence-sitting or whatever you want to say. It's just, this is the news. This is our, you know, this is our, I guess, opinions on it, but these aren't to be taken exactly to heart. Yeah, like, we're trying to keep this as unbiased as possible. Yeah, uh, that's why I'm very open-ended with my statements, is this, I feel like, you know, if you were to, you can have a standardization, but if that standard is outdated, mm-hmm. kind of like uh, the whole, you know, uh, segregation sort of stuff, that's very outdated nowadays, you don't see that. Yeah. that. Change it, you know, make it a bit better, make it the best it can be, you know, that sort of thing. Right. So, do we have anything else to say on this? All these topics besides, you know, what we have, what we already said, or do we just want to call it the end because we already finished all the topics? Um, I'm gonna check my friends list see if uh, Ghost Dweller's online. Uh, no, he isn't. <laughs> Damn it! Damn it! Damn it! I wanted to get a live reaction too. I'll record it. Okay, I, if he pops in, I'm gonna record whatever happens. Yeah. Um, he's sleeping. Wait. He's probably yeah, he's going to be daydreaming Monica. I'll tell you this much right now. He's daydreaming. Monica. Uh, he very much is probably sleeping, and not in a bad way. It's just shit happens. I know. He was telling us he had a rough day today. So like before the recording, and we were about to have him on here, but the real yeah. truth is that something rough happened with him, and unfortunately, he wasn't able to make it. But despite us joking a lot throughout the episode about him, you know. We do hope he's feeling better next week, and we hope to have him back on soon. Oh yeah, certainly. I, see, I I want I want it, instead of it being a rival. Fucking never mind. Sorry, these people driving by with their engines. Instead of it being like a rivalry, I, as far as I could tell, you know, I think it should be more of a you know we should find a way to support each other as in a sense, like. You know that that sort of stuff. I'll talk to you more about it, but yeah, I, I notice it's a bit of a rivalry sometimes. It's oh like, yeah, uh, we have a we have some things to say because obviously, I mean, I have a video I'm planning on making fairly soon. I don't know when I'm gonna get to it, but I have a video coming up. I want to explain about what's been going on with these audio glitches and everything like that. So if you see an audio glitch in the episode, just comment down below, and I'll try to describe what we've said throughout the that portion of the episode. Yeah, which I'm trying. I'm still looking into how I'm going to solve it. I mean, I've been decreasing resolutions and frame rates and everything to hopefully try and get it to be as smooth as possible. But there don't <sighs> seem to be that many issues on my side. Like when it comes to like you uh, glitching out or something, so yeah. I am happy. 
I'm happy when it came to that part. Yeah, it's mostly once we get the final product that we'll see. Cause I, I did have to downscale this to 720p, 30 frame per second. Yeah, but that, that's not that's not that bad. It's HD still. <laughs> yeah, I'm hoping to God that you know the web browser was not the reason why my entire audio gets screwed up. Cause that's the case, we'd be having problems. I like to present articles as we go along. Mm-hmm. If I have to stop doing that for a while, oh man, that's got not gonna be very good. Yeah, I mean, I think if you if you really want to compromise, what you could do is no audio. And record as you're listening to um, the actual podcast, like audio recording or, you know, the video. You can also record you going through the article while also having everything else closed. But the video, that's a very gaudy, like, uh, I feel a very gaudy, like, that, solution, that, but it works. It, it could, but I feel like that adds a lot more time than it needs to just for that. So, yeah, that's all I'm saying, though. It's like, yeah, I'm, it's, it's not worth it for that, but I'm certainly time. Yeah, I'm just gonna, I'll figure, we're gonna figure out as time goes on. I mean, get the final lighter weight web browser or anything like that to make Godcast work. And hopefully, I will be able to find something. Mm -hmm. But, anyways, all right, everybody. So, I think this is the end of the episode. I think Fufalpaka agrees. Yeah, I think I think so. Yeah, I mean, so we're pretty much. Yeah, comment down below if you you, know, you want to be featured on our show, or whatever. We're trying to get comments of the day, but every time we do so, no one comments. And just comment, please. We just want to feature people on the show, make it more community driven. In. Yeah. We we haven't been getting anything, and I'm hoping that you know someone will point out some random audio glitch and I could transcribe what that means or you know anything I'm trying to keep this as smooth as possible but I know on my channel like I said I'm going to have a video explaining like why these audio issues have been happening and how I've been trying to remedy this and all this other stuff so that's going to be a whole video in its own right Oh, yeah. Which, for some reason, these Godcast episodes like to get audio glitches, and then every video I like to make is just perfectly fine, and I don't know why. But anyways, I'm HydroWave99. And fuck Ghost Weller Game. <laughs> anyways. <laughs> and, and I'm Fluff Alpaca, or Mercury Alpaca, or whatever I'm going to rebrand myself. I'm rebranding a little bit. I was like, I'm gonna try to get back into doing recordings and that sort of stuff. Hopefully it works out. Anyways, not to plug everything in, but uh, you're Hydroid99, I'm Fuck Ghost Weller Game, and I'll see you next Tuesday. Yes, at that point. I mean, really, we record these on Saturdays, but anyways. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Bye. <laughs>